0: Welcome back to Is Fits Happy. You're so cute. <laughs> I'm
1: just start again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go.
0: It's FitzHappy. I'm Emma.
1: And I'm Luke. And today we're talking about Chapter 8, Lady Time.
0: Our favorite lady. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yes. The worst smelling lady in the six duchies. Yes. Alright, so the beginning part is basically, it, it's not super relevant at this moment, but it's an interesting tidbit about how Fedrin loves the quote that the history of the six duchies is explained through its geography. Basically just, like, all the duchy borders and, like, things that were fought over and stuff like that. Do you have anything specific you want to mention?
0: Yes. So, the very last line is, The Bear and the Vin Rivers are what created the rich vineyards and the orchards of Tillith, as surely as the Painted Edges Mountains rising above Sand's Edge both sheltered and isolated the folks there and left them vulnerable to our organized armies. So, I'm wondering... Based off that quote, does Sand's Edge have people that are raiding the mountain kingdom the same way that the out-islanders are raiding the coastal duchies?
1: Maybe. I'm not sure. Let me bring up a map real quick. (laughs)
0: Because Sand's Edge is part of the duchies, right? We know that because of the tale of the woman who would have been queen there becoming
1: the queen Uh, that was that was one of the central duchies
0: that wasn't sand's edge
1: i think she had some land around sand's edge Hmm. but i'm not sure it doesn't appear on the map for this first book here that i can see but i assume it's um right by tilth and pharaoh right next to the mountains so it's possible that they have raiders there. from the Mountain King. Oh, Sands
0: is right below Pharaoh. It's oh, I like see it. above yeah. the mountains and Blue okay. Lake.
1: So it's right by Chalced. Okay. So mm-hmm. yeah, they do have raids and, and war there pretty much all the time. So Sands apparently is very sheltered because mm-hmm. of those mountains. That might be why they have such good vineyards Yeah. for their apricots.
0: Their apricot brandy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it specifically says to our armies, presumably meaning.
1: yeah so i'm not sure i don't know maybe is sand's edge part of chalced at this point i don't know i think it's part of the six duchies i
0: swear i'm gonna have to look now i'm sorry that i didn't do this earlier um
1: it mentions that she has lands around that but it's not
0: but she's not from sand's edge i don't think so ah here she is very shortly after adding the lands of sand's edge to his ruling king victor
1: so he he added the lands of
0: Sands Edge, yeah, so Sands Edge is technically
1: part of part six such, but yeah.
0: they're I don't know, okay, Doesn't maybe matter. it's
1: a little bit of a little bit of a typo or something like that. I don't know,
0: well, I was thinking that it was like talking about the people in the mountain, but I guess now, looking at it, it's like the folk in Sands Edge, I don't know. Maybe because they're so far away, they just sometimes have trouble with them not following rules. I don't know.
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: I don't know. That was the only thing that really caught my eye, I guess. So.
1: And we have Fitz waking up the morning of travel. And he's super excited. He's just like a little boy ready to go on a trip, you know, a uh-huh. vacation
0: yeah and he's very excited he if it was up to him he would leave right away as soon as he got finished eating yeah of course he has to eat
1: first but that kind of implies that it takes a long time for everybody else to get gathered but it says that uh, the sun was well over the horizon before we were all assembled and ready so what like 10 o'clock yeah
0: (laughs) it's so late (laughs) i was ready for so long a whole like hour or two but I guess I mean it's not like they have phones to play on while they wait, so yeah, it would and be a little boring just sitting around waiting for all the royalty to
1: be to up. show up. Yeah, uh, Shay does make a really good point here that royalty never travels light. There has to be a lot of people, so the word spreads ahead to the places that you're going, so they know mm-hmm. that you know they're gonna sort through differences. Yeah. Now uh, it says they must both be left wishing they had never had any differences at all. That is the trick of good government, to make folk desire to live in such a way that there is no need for its intervention. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was really interesting quote in general.
0: Yeah. I was wondering, is that really a good way to rule? Like, rule so that people don't want your help?
1: It would would be a good way to rule the duchies, I think. Because they're so autonomous and work by themselves Mm -hmm. in general, that... If they're working smoothly all the time, there's no need for the kingdom to interrupt them. So if there's that that's how they wanna work. They don't want like interruptions and like buttons from the kingdom and the king saying you have to do these kinds of things. So I think it would it would work best how Shade says, but in any other situation, I think it would be I don't know, it would be interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good point.
1: But, yeah, it says that very traveled with a pomp that clearly irritated the soldier in him., <laughs> uh, there's like jugglers and puppeteer that comes along uh-huh. and-,
0: and his troop are wearing his colors as yeah. well as as well as the Farseer buck badges. What are his colors?
1: I'm not sure. I'm guessing it's just the royal colors of like the deep blue, yeah. But I I don't know for sure.
0: Maybe he has like a different shade of blue to denote that it's specific to him. Maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that it mentions that they're wearing his colors, but yeah. I don't think we ever really hear if that color is specifically different.
1: Right. Yeah. I
0: would assume it would be just to separate. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know.
1: We don't really get full descriptions, I don't think. Mm-mm. We'll have to keep an eye out for that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Fitz is saying that he's about midway through the procession where uh, he's going to manage the baggage mule and see to the litter's occupant and the litter of Lady Time is there. <laughs> and says this was the very elderly Lady Time who I had never met before, which is uh, hint number one, because when... Shade brings Fitz up for the first time and meets him for the first time. huh. He asks Fitz, now, on to other things. Have you ever seen me before? And Fitz is like, no. And I realized for an instant how strange that was. And now Fitz has been led around the castle, has met more people, uh-huh. has been, you know, introduced to a lot more people, has seen, you know, some of the nobles and things like that. And he doesn't think how strange it is that he hasn't really met Lady Time before. Of course, she could be a a visiting noble from a nearby place, and he never travels. But Uh still, it's hint number one that you know this is shade. Uh (laughs) So she's wrapped in a bunch of blankets and like shawls and things like that, (laughs) and she has a perfume that permeates everything and makes his horse sneeze. Uh huh. (laughs) And she has really bad breath, and the two (laughs) maids leave her, and he's. Fitz is realizing he has to do everything now.
0: Yeah. And he says, I had no notion as to waiting on a woman, let alone a very elderly one. Yep. Fitz, come on. Burek raised you better than that.
1: Okay. So Jade last uh, chapter does say that she's a very elderly woman. I
0: know. So. But still, I'm not going to wait on a woman. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Girls have cooties.
1: But he's going to fall back on Burek's advice for a young man dealing with elderly women. Be attentive and polite, cheerful and pleasant of Maine. Old women were easily won over by a personable young man. Burek said so. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not true for lady time.
0: Interesting how Burek is who he thinks about when he wants to deal with people, not Shade. Yeah. Which is funny because Shade actually does know a lot about people.
1: But But, he taught Fitz how to get details that they weren't saying, how to read people. Mm -hmm. Not Bierick's way of like, if this is this person, you treat them like this, (laughs) my slow little Fitz. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Lady Time immediately yells at Fitz to stop bothering him, don't talk, go away. And then like later in the chapter he's like, Why aren't you here with my water? Why aren't you here with this? So,
0: <laughs> How much fun do you think? Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you think it was for Shade to be this mean to Fitz?
1: <laughs> oh, it must have felt so nice. But at the same time, he has cultivated this personality for so long mm-hmm. and has developed this reputation where no one wants to investigate her closer. Closer. No one wants to get close to her even because of stench. Yeah. No one wants to be assigned to her more than once because then it might reveal the secret that Lady Time is actually Jade. Uh huh. That one, it's probably fun, but two, he definitely has to keep up that appearance.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, he can't be nice, but it would be kind of fun to just see, (laughs) you know, how good is my assassin really? Can he pick out that this is me?
1: Very good actor. Yeah. He's been doing it for years and years and years. They uh they continue on. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to point out about their travel really. Mm-hmm. He meets and talks with Hans. Yes. And they become kind of fast friends as boys do. Hans is kind of ribbing him about taking care of Lady Time.
0: <laughs> I do wanna talk about how Lady Time he thinks Lady Time is deaf. Yeah. And yeah. repeats himself louder.
1: <laughs> And then she just yells at then, him. Yep, like,
0: which is so funny. I don't know. I thought that's funny.
1: To be fair, her uh the drapes were closed on her litter. Yeah. And he like asks something, waits, it says like for a long time, and then repeats it, and then she
0: yells <laughs> Stop bothering me. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I I just the image of him like, <laughs> oh, obviously she's deaf. I'll just say it louder, and then immediately, leave me alone. <laughs> Huh. And also, they're traveling along. He's talking with hands. They can't even laugh because they'll be told to quiet down.
1: So they're just like whispering to one another. Uh huh. Ooh. Um. She becomes very tyrannical and everything like uh-huh. that.
0: And they do pass. I did want to say as they're traveling past some young ladies, Ooh, who some are shepherdesses, showing their legs and knees to the sun, which yeah. they.
1: They tied up their skirts on one side in a knot.
0: They exclaim softly about it to each other. Oh, I hope that just means that they quietly and politely to each other say, Wow, those are some pretty legs, and not like wolf whistle like creeps.
1: Well, it says uh, they sat on a stone wall and giggled and pointed and blushed at us while we passed. So then, hands and, and him were like, Ooh. Ladies. Hello. <laughs> so they uh, stop for the night. They um, hands kind of jokes about what's to come, but doesn't warn him about anything.
0: Uh huh. And is also teasing him because uh, Lady Time has <laughs> warned him that if he comes in. To do any funny business with her. She has a knife.
1: <laughs> yep. So Hans is like, ooh, your passion for Lady Time will get stopped by her knife. And Oh, it's pretty funny. Um.
0: Very teenage boy playfulness.
1: Oh yes. Which is great to see.
0: Yes. It's nice to see him have a friend.
1: Fitz doesn't have friends his age. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, they wrestled a little bit and then um lady time shrilled threats at us for keeping her awake and Mm -hmm. then spoke softly as he's talking about how no one wants his assignment basically yeah because lady time is like that and everyone knows that (laughs) yeah and
0: um at the end of the night we see that he's putting his true mission out of his head until he has to face it which is very fits. Oh, yeah. He loves to put everything off until he absolutely has to deal with it. It's just fun to see young Fitz is not any
1: different. (laughs) And he wakes up to an overwhelming stench of a brimming chamber pot outside of Lady Time's Pavilion. (laughs)
0: Though my stomach had been hardened by cleaning stables and kennels, it was all I could force myself to do—to dump it and clean it before returning it to
1: her. her. Oh yeah, that's disgusting. That's so gross. (laughs)
0: Do you
1: You think if that's like real, or if like he added stuff to it to make it grosser? Like,
0: for what purpose? (laughs)
1: To maybe? make people not want to do it again. So. I guess,
0: but also I don't know. Maybe he has bowel issues and just
1: possibly. <laughs> 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 anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, not great. Um, but Fitz goes on and still saying like he's ravenous because uh, he then needed to fetch water and food for Lady Time and didn't have any time to eat for himself. Mm-hmm. Um. Hans regarded his glum face with some sympathy and motioned me to ride close to him. He leaned over to speak to me. Everyone but us had heard of her before, as was with a nod towards Lady Time's litter. The stench she makes every morning is a legend. Whitelock says she used to go along on a lot of chivalry's trips. She has relatives all over the six duchies, and not much to do except go visit them. And there's another reference, hint number two, Uh because Shade Last Chapter said, that he is the hand that went with chivalry's glove and Uh lady time accompanies chivalry all over the six duchies yeah conveniently has relatives everywhere
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so the stench she makes are we literally talking about her chamber pot or just because she made such a big fuss, which can also be like a, you're making a stink about something.
1: Both. 100% both. But I think more literally the stench, the literal stench from the chamber pots.
0: So, you know, when I first read it, I was like, oh, it's just because she makes a big stink. And I was like,
1: ooh. <laughs> 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 uh. But the uh, the captain of the guard, White Lock, or whatever, or the captain, one of the guardsmen. Um, I don't remember who, what he is um has already set aside food for Fitz and is like expect to eat in the saddle every oh, morning, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is very nice which is very yeah. nice about. and
0: at least they're you know saving him food to yeah. eat
1: they're looking out for the poor sod who has to take care <laughs> of lady time
0: um yeah and as they're talking of course it's interrupted by lady time yep
1: what are you doing up there, discussing your betters? I've no doubt. Get back to your position. How are you to see my to my needs if you are gallivanting ahead like that? I quickly reined Sudie in and dropped back to a position alongside the litter. I swallowed a lump, a great lump of bread and bacon, and managed to ask, "Is there anything your ladyship requires?" Don't talk with your mouth full," she snapped, and stop bothering me, stupid clod. <laughs>
0: you know it was so hard not to laugh oh my Jade is like trying He's
1: like focusing. oh are you talking about your betters up there attend to me don't talk to me go away <laughs> don't talk with your mouth full either
0: and i did want to point out i don't think bierke would appreciate the lack of manners of talking with your mouth full mm, true so true. really he he deserved that <laughs> yelling <laughs>
1: Uh, and then it kind of goes through, you know, descriptions of the the land that he's looking around with wonder because it's not Buckkeep anymore. It's not Bucktown um, and Buckkeep town. And there's a lot of complaints from Lady Time and she gets mm-hmm. more tyrannical. And it says, I had no time to think about killing or not killing Lord Kelver, even if I had wanted to. So I'm kind of curious if you think Shade was doing that on purpose just to distract him to see if it was like part of a test or to distract him because it was gonna bother him or just because he had to to keep up the character hmm
0: I think maybe it was just to keep up the character
1: that's that was my thought um actually, it's just too. an
0: added bonus right. um although he could have stepped it up a little yeah um possible knowing that it would help take his mind off although I don't. I don't know. Fitz is kind of a one-track mind guy, so I'm <laughs> sure Shade knows that. Um But yeah, I don't know. I'm not fully convinced it was on purpose. Although I do believe that Shade would try to be nice and help Fitz as much as he could, even in doing these mean things.
1: Right. I, I mainly think it's because of the character as well. Mm. But they finally get to uh Neat Bay mm-hmm. and there's, you know, uh, an honored guard that meets them at the border.
0: Uh huh. I just want to point out that they have spunky little dory boats. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was fun. spunky. Um, but yeah, the honor guard does come to meet them, and Hans remarks that it's like two dogs sniffing each other' bung holes. Yeah.
1: And Fitz is just like, "Yeah, it's true."
0: Yep, basically. <laughs>
1: Then they get to Neat Bay itself, the city, and um it's like, oh, this is actually kind of cool place to live. You know, this wouldn't be bad. Yeah. And Lord Kelvar kind of does a full formal introduction and greeting, and they have to stay on their stuff.
0: Um before the greeting, um they have to take lady time, or hands and fitz have to take lady time to a particular inn that she insists on using and um I'm just wondering why does Shade have her come and stay in an inn I mean what's the point of him being there if he's gonna be in an inn
1: um I think he mentions it next chapter cause so I think Fitz finds out about Lady Time soon right and I think Fitz is wondering, like, are you just watching over me kind of thing? Like, to make sure I didn't fail. And I think he has an explanation. I don't remember what it is.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it seems odd because it would be pretty hard to slip away. I mean, not nobody knows what he looks like, so I'm sure he could. Yeah. But if somebody comes to the room and she's not there to loudly complain, they'll probably think she died, so... <laughs> So you'd be pretty stuck to where, unless it was nighttime, I guess. But.
1: Tune in next week. Yeah. (laughs) For chapter nine.
0: (laughs) Let's see what happens. Anyway. Also he, uh, or Lady Time leans heavily on his arm. And I'm like, oh, you would think Shade would have, I don't know, leaned on Fitz even jokingly at some point. I'm like, just waiting for him to notice, I guess. And I was surprised he didn't. Not too surprised because of his shade and he's very masterful in disguise, but.
1: Well, Fitz is, you know, slow as Bieric would put, so <laughs> didn't quite notice. That's fair. Uh, but then, yeah, we have the really long, like, introduction and Fitz gets called over saying, um, Verity Ugh. wants you, Your his dog is sick. Please come right away.
0: Well, noticeably Sig, the one calling him, keeps calling him the Fitz.
1: Yep. There he be, that's the Fitz. Ho oh, Fitz, so he does say Fitz once, but then he calls him the Fitz again.
0: Yeah, hands, you take Sooty for the Fitz. Like, dude, come on.
1: <laughs> he doesn't have any other name.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, but you could call him take it for Fitz, like it's a name and not the FITS. Like yeah. A little rude unnecessarily. But I also think it's funny that the guard that he goes with is called Sitswell. Yeah. <laughs> Sitswell. Oh, it's just so good. I like his parents are like, yes, my child will sit well on a horse. <laughs> Sits well it is.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's his last name. Mm. Maybe it's like John Sitswell. <laughs> you know? everyone maybe, in his maybe he- his dad was like really good at sitting down and then that was his nickname and they they well, took it
0: See <laughs> so yeah, I would think that but like with tall man and taller man
1: Yeah, true, true, inherited.
0: So, uh-huh. I don't yeah. know.
1: Maybe his son is sits even more well. <laughs> sits her well. Sits weller. I don't sits know.
0: Sits well. Sits good. <laughs>
1: Sits great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sits well. Here's my son. It sits great. And my grandson sits even better.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> sits perfect. Sits per- <laughs> Alright, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we get uh we get Fitz checking over Leon, the wolf hound. Uh he reaches out with the the wit because he has no qualms with Birick isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um and leon's just like i'm bored not hungry
0: <laughs> if i'm not hunting why am hot. i here
1: <laughs> yeah i'm kind of hot in here whatever and fitz makes a show of like going over i'm like oh he's just like he, he doesn't want these table scraps of you know yeah pastries that were set out for verity but fitz's stomach rumbles because he's still starving because uh-huh. he has to take care of, of lady time all the time and uh he's like, just go get a bone for him cause he's more bored and he would just want that as a toy in general.
0: Yeah. Which is so cute. Yep. Just a little pup chewing on a bone.
1: <laughs> a hunting pup. Mm-hmm. Ready to tear the bone in half.
0: No. <laughs> Not right now. He's relaxing.
1: <laughs> but uh Verity then greets Fitz. And he gets straight to the point.
0: Uh huh.
1: He's like, What's troubling Leon? And he's
0: very worried about his dog.
1: Yes, he is. Again, he asks, what's the matter with Leon? And Fitz kind of remarks, that was Verity's way. He, you know, weeks had passed since we'd last spoken, but he took no time for greetings. Chade said it was a lack in him, that he didn't make his men feel their importance to him. Which is another mention that Chade does feel that there is that significant diplomatic lack in Verity of... Making everybody around him feel like they're in a king's presence. Mm -hmm. Making them feel like they're important to a king.
0: Yeah. And in defense of Verity, he just doesn't think there's need for all the frivolous comments. He doesn't. If it's important, he'll know about it. And if it's not, why would we be talking about it?
1: I mean, later he remembers Han's name. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, oh, hands can take care of your horse for you, and like that's a king in waiting remembering like the horse, the like the fourteen or fifteen year old horse boy's name. Yeah, like that's that's what Verity is though. He's yeah, he'll remember you and stuff. He just won't care. He'll mm-hmm. assume that everything's going well until he mm-hmm. hears otherwise. Like, yeah, it's just
0: yeah, and so, good natured guy. Yeah, he doesn't believe in all the fanfare of court, which is admirable. Because you know it's nice to see that you're not gonna take part in the dumb like how's the weather today, but also come on like (laughs) it's
1: it's unfortunately needed yeah it sometimes that yeah that subtlety yeah um but Fitz kind of fills him in like nothing's really wrong with him and there he's like. Well, like is not your right. Beirik says you have away with the hounds, so I guess they check up with each other. Uh-huh. And um, I, I'm thinking that's Chade kind of like saying, oh, and he's going to take care of your thing too because is very high praise of Fitz, so I don't think Berrick and Verity talk very much one-on-one, but it's know. possible they might.
0: I think they do just because we know Verity is tasked with keeping up with fits and True. knowing how he's doing
1: he does exchange letters with chivalry when mm-hmm. he was alive as well so yeah. he probably had conversations
0: yeah just to make sure you know everything's going good
1: it's nice to think that they would yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but 30 is such like such an owner of a dog he's like it's just that he seems so moony and he usually has a good appetite for anything but especially for anything from my plate and he And he seemed kind of like abashed and embarrassed, yeah, as if caught cooing at an infant. <laughs> I didn't know what to say,, Vince,
0: <laughs> which is cute, and so true of dogs growing up with my dogs, they love food more if you're trying to eat it, <laughs>
1: so I guess like if a dog is not bothered with anything that you kind of ate and he had like a bowl of scraps that he had just kind of like snacked mm-hmm. on or something and Leanne wasn't eating it you'd be kind of worried yeah but he was just bored and hungry and there yes. wasn't anything to hunt so <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the dogs thinking about oh yeah um but then uh Fitz is kind of caught in a whirlwind getting ready to be part of the actual royal retinue rather than a serving boy so he kind of gets dressed up bathed and ready with an actual serving man
0: yeah and it's weird just also just a real quick backtrack um verity is just standing naked in front of fits for this whole thing yeah i mean he's drying off and starting to get dressed but for the most part this conversation about his dog is just dripping wet <laughs> just in the nude
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's at that one point where he's like berg says you have a way with hounds it says verity bent down to dry his legs <laughs> like it's just he's just, he's just drying off
0: uh, which a little weird <laughs> i mean
1: he's used to it i mean you have a serving guy, man like he helps you get dressed and bathes you like every yeah,
0: day Yeah, <laughs> that's fair i understand that but i i still thought it was like a funny little <laughs>
1: he's just they they also have the um the steam rooms at uh, that's Bach true as well so they're used to just like you Seeing know going everybody... for a bath yeah, yeah
0: that's fair that's a good point
1: it's just not it's just in their culture i guess yeah. Um, but yeah so he Fitz gets like bathed and gets his seams straightened out while he's getting dressed and everything and uh-huh um kind of pulls his hair into a semblance of <laughs> being you know combed and straightened out uh-huh. because it has grown since it got cut
0: yeah and we do see the first hint of Fitz's Hating fashion.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fashion
0: isn't his standpoint or strong point. He doesn't mm-hmm. love getting all dressed up. um
1: Jerem insisted on straightening the seams on my new jerkin and seeing the oversized sleeves on my new best shirt hung to their fullest and most annoying length.
0: Ah, mm-hmm. oh, this is so good.
1: But then we see a comment from Verity who comes back into the room. Yeah, and it says, "Blood will tell." said an odd voice from the entry. I turned to find Verity beholding me with a mixture of pain and amusement on his face.
0: Yeah, because it really hasn't been that long since he lost months. his brother. Yeah. And Fitz looks almost identical. So it would be a little sad to see that. Um,
1: and I'm curious your thoughts on this next part because mm-hmm. Verity says... No man can doubt who fathered you, Fitz. I wonder what my father was thinking when he told me to show you well. Shrewd he is called, and shrewd he is. I wonder what he expects to gain.
0: I was thinking about this line, too. I don't know for sure, but I kind of was wondering if maybe he's meant to look more like chivalry to promote like the image of chivalry being there in spirit and yeah. if it's is pr- like a fan of verity then it feels almost like his father would have also been agreeing with what's going on and maybe it's all just kind of for images yeah sake
1: no, that was my thought too because and um, also maybe lord Kelvar was one of those who really liked chivalry becoming mm-hmm. the next king and wants yeah. that image there just to yep. subconsciously remind him that it is still the royal family mm-hmm. and it's not just Verity here. It's just Verity yeah. representing the royalty.
0: Yeah. And then I also had a thought that maybe Shrewd knows how young the wife is of... um Ooh, maybe. Kelvar. So maybe he wants Fitz looking his best and... So that whenever Calvar dies, maybe it's setting up a future potential marriage alliance, Possibly. or even just getting this young girl interested to flirt <laughs> with somebody who's a trained spy.
1: <laughs> I also had an interest, uh, interesting thought that it might be just as an excuse to keep him up high on the table, because it says that he wasn't seated too far. Um. From the high folk in general. Oh, yeah. So I was wondering, like, oh, why is this boy saying, oh, he looks exactly like Chivalry. This must be Chivalry's illegitimate son. You know, yeah. it might be just as a reminder of like, it's okay for him to sit this close to people because they want him that close to hear everybody's conversations. True.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: I think it's like a little bit of everything. And they're just like, we j- he just needs to look good. <laughs> yeah.
0: We want, uh, the image will do different things for different people.
1: Because he is representing the royal family as well. Yeah. Because he was recognized. So he yeah. does have to look good. Yeah. Um, but Verity goes on to say, that is his, meaning Shrewd's, kind of kingship. And I leave it to him. Mine is simply to ask a foppish old man why he cannot keep his watchtowers properly manned. And that, again, shows the bluntness <laughs> yeah. of Verity.
0: He doesn't need to talk around the problem.
1: Yep. Um, so they, uh, they continue on. I don't know if you want to talk about anybody following along behind Verity or just get to the dinner.
0: Um, yeah, so I thought it was just really interesting that Verity at one point pauses at the top of the stairway. And everybody stops talking, and they all look at him. And Fitz notices that some women simpered while others appeared to sneer. Some young men struck poses that displayed their clothes. Others, dressed more simply, straightened as if to be on guard. I read envy and love, disdain, fear, and and on a few faces, hatred. And I just think... It's a little bit scary to think that so many people aren't trusting Verity. They don't like him. It's just very obvious now that there are so many people that just aren't really sure that he's going to be a good king.
1: Life of a celebrity in the spotlight. I
0: guess so, yeah. And
1: with the whole... You know, he was the second son thing. It just, it's, yeah, it's very shaky ground. And that's why Trude and Shade, I'm sure, tried their hardest to make sure that charity was seen as going to be a good king. And then this whole raid, yeah, whole red chip raiders thing happened and it's undermining it even more. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's a very rough time.
0: Yeah, to and be there's in the royal
1: family. <laughs>
0: yeah. And there's only one of those emotions, love, that's a positive emotion on people's face. I don't know. Yeah. It would and I I feel bad for Verity because he has to re, like he has to notice this too, right? Maybe oh, yeah. he doesn't because he kind of doesn't care. But ugh, that would be really hard. He knows his bro- who his brother was.
1: Oh yeah. We get this, a description of Kelver here um that he he's not really foppish as Verity describes him. He's an aging warrior. He's he wants to be, you know, still in his prime. He has the gait of a great swordsman. He keeps his hair pulled back in a thinning warrior's tail. Mm-hmm. But he is getting older. He has extravagant clothes now. Um, He's looking kind of thin. And then uh, Lady Grace comes out as well, and she's, like, decked out in all of these jewels and stuff. And yep. Fitz can kind of make these appraisals right off the bat. And he's pretty great at all of his observations and kind of nails everything. Yeah. Right away. Which is just goes to show how well mm-hmm. Shade trained him. Yeah. You
0: know? Um I think an interesting thing to note about Lady Grace is that she's probably only a handful of years older than Fitz. So like
1: She's looking at like upper teens. Yeah. 18, 19 maybe.
0: Which is really gross yeah and I feel really bad for her and I totally understand how at 18 or 19 if you're I don't know that she was forced we don't really know much about marriage and the duchies but like you could see how you would not really care about a kingdom like you're getting showered in gifts and it's like oh yeah yeah, well this is great better than how I was living before (laughs)
1: Yep, and Fitz kind of makes the observation that she is probably from the quote, simple folk, meaning just common-born in general, Mm -hmm. and was raised to this position, so she doesn't really have training or anything like that. Yeah. Um, But she does have... Yeah, she does have... A dog. A feist. Yep. A little dog. And Robin Hobb kind of distracts us from the fool. Conversation by having fits immediately after going, Oh, I just dismissed that conversation from my mind, and then getting excited to go on the retinue, learning about Lady Time, hearing about all of her tyrannical things and how the bad stench, hearing about Leon the Wolfhound and how these people look at Verity, and then just kind of slipping in, and there was a feist. Uh huh. So the first time I read this, I kind of completely skipped over that, and then when I looked back back. I don't remember if it was when it actually happened or like a couple chapters later. I'm just like, "Oh. Okay. I don't know about how it was for you when you yeah, first read.
0: I feel like I definitely fell into the trap of not paying too much attention to the fool's thing. It was just she a does weird She did a really good job about Yeah, it. like, cuz it's yeah. just so out of the blue and so weird and so different. Like you definitely can think back on it and think about it. Because it stands out, but
1: it's just like what two pages or something yeah. in a chapter. So uh-huh. yeah,
0: yeah. No, I definitely. I don't even know if I caught the first time around that it was specifically a feist dog, or if oh, I yeah. saw it I didn't like connect it with the weird phrase the fool had said. Uh,
1: fits fixes feist fits that suffices. Uh huh. Yeah. Fit, so fits here kind of just diagnoses it that. Kelvar was watching her perform flirtations with the with the prince and like just trying to fit in at the royal table and Fitz is like oh there's more than half of our problems with keeping the watchtowers manned and he was obviously still hungry so it shows like that's yeah. the next part
0: um yeah well <laughs> dinner was a trial to me <laughs> because he can't just eat normally
1: <laughs> yeah he has to go through like the manners that he learned
0: uh-huh um, But my favorite thing he says about the food is that it was an impressive display of good food, <laughs> of good food, abused in the name of fashionable cooking.
1: That's such a good sentence. It is. Oh I my love gosh, it. I love it so much. <laughs> and I love food in, in all forms. I mean, sometimes you just want a hunk of meat and some bread, you know, some mashed <laughs> potatoes and sometimes you're fine with, like, ooh, this is, like, really well done and fancy. fancy. But if you're hungry and have been
0: traveling, traveling,
1: yeah, that's not what you want.
0: And apparently Verity has a similar attitude because Fitz wonders if everyone else can tell that he was not impressed.
1: <laughs> He's a soldier. He just wants his meat and gravy. and uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But he uh, learns... Some things from conversations around him and his dinner companion is talking about how it's hard to get certain, um, I think it's like fabric, fabric? linen fabric, linen fabric from the inland duchies. And it all kind of comes back to the lack of money because there were roads that were not as well maintained. Repair on Bayguard's fortifications had been resumed, which was, you know, a good thing. But then there was also a lot of inland robbers. That weren't being, like, caught or taken care of. And Fitz kind of glances over at Lord Kelvar and can see how he dotes upon his young wife's every gesture. And he's trying to recapture his youth, and she's just trying to get used to and trying to act like what a lady would act like. Yeah. And it's like, Jade was whispering in my ear. I heard his judgment. There is a duke mind is not upon the governing of his duchy and that's exactly what we discussed a few episodes ago about how all of this ruling is for the people right you have to pay attention to what the people need what the people want otherwise we're gonna have issues yep yeah and that's the issue here
0: Mm mm-hmm and just lady grace is wearing enough jewels and finery that it could pay for the road repairs and the wages of the soldiers who need to be keeping the routes safe and to be fixing the original problem they were there for
1: yeah it says dinner finally ended my stomach was full but my hunger unabated (laughs) there has been so little substance in the meal Now, I haven't been to a Michelin star restaurant or one that has, like, courses. I've heard the food is delicious at those places. Mm -hmm. But every time I talk to somebody who has, they say that they have to go out for food afterwards. Mm -hmm. Because they're always still hungry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because they're just small little portions.
1: (laughs) Yep. So then there's, like, an after-dinner entertainment with, um, like, minstrels and things Uh like that. And one minstrel saying fair rose amidst the clover his eyes on lady grace's face and was rewarded with her flushed cheeks so like she's obviously kind of feeling like any flattery is so nice like oh my gosh what is this it kind of
0: seems like she's a flirt too it does she's flirting with the prince or king-in-waiting i guess Mm -hmm. and is excited at the idea of him giving her attention and
1: the minstrel giving her attention uh
0: uh-huh and
1: And it goes back to your point, like, Lord Kelvar probably dazzled her with the Lord's title and wanted a young wife to recapture his youth. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, she's so beautiful or whatever. And then she's sitting there like, yeah, I want to be a lady, but I don't really want to be married to him. (laughs) I don't feel any loyalty to him. And people, he probably sees her as not very smart in general because she's of the common folk, she hasn't really right. been educated in anything to do or any policy. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't put forth any effort to learn so to learn anything.
0: Well, cuz she probably just, doesn't even know that she should know. Yeah, exactly. That stuff.
1: It's so. just a bad cycle and yeah. um it really needs to get fixed. Mhm. So they head back to bed. Everything's kind of wrapped up. She's really tired whatever. And then Fitz has to report to Verity and he does. So he, he full gives a full report of what people have been saying and everything like that mm-hmm. gives a full rundown is, and says she has no idea of the responsibilities of her own post, let alone his. Elver diverts money, time and thought from his duties to enthralling her. Were it not disrespectful to say so, I would imagine that his manhood is failing him, and he seeks to satisfy his young bride with gifts as a substitute.
0: Ooh, yikes.
1: (laughs) that's a big assumption there to make, 13-year-old Fitz. Yeah, (laughs)
0: jeez. Back off. Can't an old man give a 18-year-old a bunch of fun gifts without it being something else?
1: And I like him saying, were it not disrespectful to say so, by continuing to say what it is he was going to say. Uh-huh. Oh, of course. You know, preface it with that, and it's not an insult. You know? Yeah, it's just, you know. <laughs> it's not disrespectful.
0: I'm not saying it. I'm just saying I would say it if it wasn't mean.
1: Uh, but Verity... You know, he, he receives all this, and as much as I adore Verity as a person, he is Ugh. such a bad king in this moment, yep. and he's like, chivalry, this is his kind of not, not mine. You sound like your father, and were he here, he'd find some subtle way to handle his this whole situation. He would have had it solved by now with one of his smiles and a kiss on someone's hand, but that's not my way, and I won't pretend to it. He shifted it kind of uncomfortably around and then he's like, he's a man and a duke. He has his duty. He's to man that tower properly. It's simple enough and I tend to tell him that bluntly and I'm not going to make it into some diplomatic dance, Yeah. which is his whole failing as a king. Like, yeah. This is what, even though his work was vital with the red ship raiders, when he is skilling the whole time shrewd is failing and can't really keep up with the diplomatic side Mm -hmm. so verity really needs to take some of that on and that's why a lot of the kingdom turns against him they turn to regal because regal is taking care of that diplomacy
0: yep and And it is really frustrating yeah Yeah. it's It's frustrating to read um but it does show how good um robin hobb is at making these characters yeah there it is realistic and it's so frustrating to read them sometimes because they have these failings but it is really a lot of talent put forward yeah put forward to just make a character this believable
1: <laughs> and fitz kind of lays down here and he's says as i lay down i pondered that verity saw so little of the whole he could force kelver to man the tower yes of course he could he's the you know he's the prince he's yeah the king in waiting." But he couldn't force him to man it well or to take pride in that. And that was what diplomacy is for.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where he falls short is he doesn't understand the point of diplomacy. He doesn't understand how somebody couldn't see a duty and not just do that then. Right. And not take pride in it naturally because you're doing your duty. And it's his... Achilles heel yeah
1: and and if he forced him to man the tower that doesn't fix any of the issues with the, the fortifications maintenance or the highwaymen mm-hmm. highwaymen problem and it all needed to be you know fixed with tact with you know discussions uh. and somebody also needed to teach Lady Grace how to do stuff yeah and that couldn't be done by just simply man that tower and then we're out of here
0: yeah like it's It is that simple in some ways, but also it's not.
1: Because you can't damage one of your Duke's pride. Yeah. That would ruin your relationship with them. Like, you can tell him to man the tower, but you can't tell him like, you have to fix this, 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 and help your wife be better. Like, you can't do all that.
0: Yeah. And Um, I think the thing that frustrates me most is Verity's lack of willingness to try. Right. He's not even going to think about it any other way. He's not going to try to be the kind of ruler chivalry was. Um, and do you think that he's doing that because he is embarrassed that he isn't as good as chivalry was?
1: I think so. I think he's comparing himself to his brother. Mm-hmm. And I think he's done that all of his life. Yeah. Um he settled down into his own niche of being the soldier of being a very good follower of commands of being you know the person that he is and then he was thrust into this and now all he can think about like oh i wish chivalry was here mm-hmm. and it's just doubly compounded on the fact that he just passed away yeah so it's yeah it's a tough time
0: so maybe Fitz was supposed to look like chivalry to remind uh Verity. Ooh. Like, what would chivalry do?
1: That's a good one. Doesn't work. No. But.
0: <laughs> exact opposite, actually.
1: <laughs> so what do you think about Fitz this chapter? How's he feeling?
0: Honestly, I feel like he's pretty neutral. I'm not going to say he's happy because I think he's nervous about what the next steps are to fix this problem um and he also had to deal with lady time for five days which would be awful but i also don't think he's sad for once i think we have a whole chapter of no sadness i think there's just like i don't know uncomfortableness (laughs) a little bit but
1: and frustration.
0: Definitely frustration.
1: But But in general, yeah, I don't yeah. think he was sad. Which yeah. is which is really
0: good. <laughs> yeah. Woo! <laughs> First chapter, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I I don't think I'd say he's happy, but I think for once he's not sad either.
1: Alright, well thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have anything to add, please join in on the conversation by emailing us at isfitshappy at gmail.com going to our website at com or any of the social medias at the same.
0: Yeah, we really like it when you guys interact with us. And um, we also want to say thank you to everyone who has been recommending us to their friends and family and helping us grow.